Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Today's guests, we've got Adam Lash and Kevin Gillian. They are the creators, writers, producers, and actors in the amazing web series Gigahose. Gigahose, if you don't know what it is, it is a mockumentary-style web series about an escort agency, except it's not what you think. They're called sex bots. Because the tag, I'll put the tag in here, but is like, in the future, humans create artificial intelligence. The next day, they have sex with it. So the show is amazing. It's all on the YouTubes and on their website at gigahost.com. And everyone in it is incredible. The editing, the acting. I I mean, it's TV quality. It's a, for, I don't know how much they paid for this to make this series, but it's definitely TV quality. I I really like it. So I you know, I met Adam on Twitter. He's the first guest I ever met on Twitter to have on the show. So I watched Gigahose, and I actually liked it. And, um, I mean, yeah, I watched the entire series, the whole first season. I've even gone back when I'm just bored sometimes and just watch random episodes. Like, I really like it. Like, I, I, I no, I'm comfortable saying I wouldn't have someone on the show if they created something I didn't really like that much because then I wouldn't be able to talk about it. So, like, you know, there's no money in this for me. I'm just doing it for fun. So, like, I really – and then I really like Adam and I really like Kevin. Like, super cool dudes. They're so funny and they're a little bit different and their personalities are different and they complemented each other so well. Adam is a stand-up comedian. Uh, Kevin does sketch and improv and they kind of have a good back and forth in the episode about that. If you go online, you could find Adam at the Adam at the Adam Lash on Twitter. He has a website, adamlashcomedy.com. His Tumblr is advice I'll never give my future son. And he also has a podcast with our other guest uh, who we've had on before, Kevin Bartini, called the Movie Preview Review Podcast. Please check that podcast and all that stuff out. Also, if you want to check out Adam out on the show, it was a great episode. Now, Kevin on Twitter is at Gillian McJew. And Gillian underscore McJew, and uh, they're both good Twitter follows. I have to say, I just I had a lot of fun recording this, and I was editing it. I was like, wow, we laughed a lot. Though at one point, I completely watched it and misread one of their characters. You'll hear it in the episode, and they were super nice when they corrected me. But I was like, oh god, I totally got that wrong. And uh, there wasn't the awkward silence like I thought there was. And like I think I remember back because I don't know when we recorded this. It was a while ago. And I was like, oh, my God, I totally screwed up one of their characters. And uh, they were so nice about it. Um, follow us on the, the internets. Just Let's Chat Podcast on the Twitter. Facebook.com slash Let's Chat. Email Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, we are on the part of the Misfits Network. I don't know if I have anything else to say. Just go online. Watch Gigahose. Gigahose.com is their website. Gigahose on the YouTube just give the first episode a watch, I swear. Uh, and if you know some conservative Christians or some sort of conservative group that would hate it and want to protest it and make these people like super famous, please go ahead. Because I, I really, I, I truly believe that Cookahoes could be a TV show. I mean, they, they, it's there. The acting, the writing, the quality, and the the concept. I mean, it's about sex bots, but there is a lot of heart in this show. I really. I really can't wait for season two. I, I, I'm full on a big fan. So um, let's get to it. In the future, humans create AI. Three days later, they have sex with it. 
Gigahose is a robot sex comedy with what's been called a South Park level of shock value. Creators Adam Lash and Kevin Gilligan take their concept in smart, surprising directions. It's been described as pure genius with a real clerks-like charm. Catch season one now at youtube.com slash gigahose. It's just so strange to look at you. I just watched you getting slapped in the face with dildos like two hours ago. <laughs> hey! Yeah, my face is still okay. Everything, it came still from- good. Everything's yeah. fine. Still alabaster. No, no, no bruises. Oh. No. <laughs> Think about being on set and watching that over and over and over again. Take after take. Yeah, we did it. Did you do any extra takes just because you like your director just like want to get back at you one day? But like, I know we got it, but let's just do it one more time. <laughs> the uh, cock to the face at the end of episode eight when it was thrown at my head. That one yeah. we did a couple times. Yeah, that one for fun. hurt. That one really hurt. So, I know, are, you, are you guys both stand-up comedians? Uh, no, I, I do uh, improv and sketch comedy. Uh, I, I leave the stand-up to him. I like writing jokes. And you guys can still get along? <laughs> Do I? You guys can still get along if you're uh, sketching improv and yeah. uh, oh, yeah, stand-up? Because yeah, yeah. you guys are all supposed to hate each other. <laughs> no, we just... We, I, I hate improv as an art because it flies in the face of everything I believe in. Uh, I have no problem with Kevin. Kevin and I, our writing styles complement each other, so it's great. It's just I yeah. care about my audience... So I come up with things beforehand and practice them before presenting it to them, is all. And I'm talented to be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> because that's the thing with improv. Like, it's horrible. It's just, it's either horrible or amazing. Right. There's no, there's no in-between. Right. So that Kevin, thankfully, has put in enough work that he is amazing at it. So I can well, actually I, watch I, him do it. Uh, I think stand-up could be uh, same here too. I think that was stand-up where it's like uh, you gotta. I think at both art forms, as like a viewer of of it, you have to suck at both for a while before you gotta do enough bringers or have go to a bunch of college improv shows before you start going to good ones. Oh, absolutely. Uh, There's just a slightly bit more of a curve to the stand-up talent. It's like you can kind of see somebody kind of getting better. It's like, oh, okay, there you are. But improv is just yeah. There we go. Because it really (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah, I saw you. Um, I was looking at the site, and you do. Um, I've never been there, but I have a uh, some uh, the pit. Isn't that the one that was like the branch from you? One of the UCB guys left and started the pit. Is that the one? Uh, yeah. The uh, the founder of the pit uh, is Ali. Uh, he was a writer for SNL. Um, he's he's done a lot of everything. Um, but yeah, the pit has really come into its own. Um, Kristen Schaal uh, is out of there. Kurt Bromholer. Um, oh, I love him. Oh, he's actually I love both of them. Um, there's a lot of really great comedians that have that have come out of there and and are coming out of the pit. So it's yeah, it's a really it's Kurt, a really great um, environment. Yeah, he played in Providence with like Eugene Merman, and I was like, oh, cool. I was in there for Eugene Merman, and his set was okay. But Kurt like really stole the show. That was like a year ago. Like 
I, 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 and he's just so funny. And then he did some like, and then like his, he's kind of silly. And I love when he's on at midnight. Yes. But yeah. then like, like his stand up, he went on, he did like a, a five minute long joke, which I was kind of impressed for him. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that from you. Like he really like stole it. And then I like Eugene Merman, or Merman or Merman a lot, but like his set that particular night was like, he like pulled out like a piece of paper. He's like, what else should I do? And it was like a theater show. And I was like, oh, all right, oh thanks for practicing on us. We appreciate it. For it. Yay. Does Kurt, he's, he, he's an L.A. guy now, though, right? He's not L.A. Yeah, no, anymore. he moved he moved out to L.A. Because um, that's where you have to do it. Well, yeah, but I think it's cool, though, because you guys are New Yorkers and still 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 making it. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely the scene here in New York, and um, you don't have to own a car. Nope. <laughs> oh, dude, I am so jealous of that. That would save me so much money. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, yeah. Well, now every like comedy podcast you ever hear, it's everyone starts out in New York and that ends up in L.A. But that, I guess, is that only if you really wanted to do like television and movies? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there is. I mean, you can do television and movies here in the city. Uh, it, the just the vast majority of the industry is out in L.A. Uh, yeah. As is a ton of other people out there trying to do the same thing. So yeah. it really, it really only pays to go out there if you have built something here, which is what Kurt had done, and mm-hmm. then to take it to that next level, go out to L.A. and then eventually move back to the city. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so, are you Kevin? Um, are you from the area? Because I know I've, Adam's been on, so I know a little bit about Adam. Um, are you from New York as well, or are you uh, elsewhere? No, I'm I'm originally from uh, North Carolina. Oh wow, what part? I love it down there. Uh, I'm originally from Greensboro, uh, but I went to okay, yeah. uh, school in Wilmington. Yeah, that's where I've been. Wilmington. I went. Uh, been down there twice, and I gorgeous. Oh yeah, no, I, I love Wilmington. It's great. I you know, growing up in like the Northeast, you kind of get raised with this bad view of the South. And then, like, I went to Wilmington, I was like, this is, like, the coolest place I've ever been. It's just, like, a beach town, and everything's really cheap, and you have more awesome fast food options. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I remember uh, Wilmington was ranked as one of the top places to have the most uh, restaurants per square inch or something like that, or square foot. Wow. Um, yeah, we had, we had a lot of food places, a lot of food places. There, there are definitely some that I miss. Uh, actually had a dream about going to one, uh, uh, like about a week ago. And I was like, damn it. I miss their fries. <laughs> At least New York has restaurants that are also good. Yes. Yes, they do. It's a little harder to afford them. Yeah. 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 That, a friend of my, my friend, Jeff, um, he was like a band dude for a while and then he was working on television programs and then his job took him to Wilmington for a while. I think what was the uh, the show Revolution? Yeah, I don't know if it still exists. Uh, it does nope. not. But yes, it was in Wilmington, and then for their second uh, season, they went to Texas. And then what? I, he did Army Wives that, and then Royal Pains. Like he he was like a sound guy in a bunch of those shows. But I guess that life's tough too, because a lot of those people have to pick up if like the show went to Texas, and he was like, "All right, now what do I do?" Right, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, Sleepy Hollow films in Wilmington. Oh wow! And uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, yeah, Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill. Uh, Under the Dome films there. That's the show he worked on because I was so obsessed with Breaking Bad, so I was like, "You get to meet these people," and then I just bother him and ask him questions about them, and he's like, "Leave me alone, I don't care." <laughs> I'm I'm trying, you know, because it's like uh, to me it's cool, but like when that's your at the end of the day, it's like it's my job. I don't want to talk about work. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even Sleepy Hollow, if they get another season, they're going to be moving to Atlanta. So, damn, everything goes down south. Well, and they've been yeah, it's all because of, of the, stuff. It's all because of the oh, politics in North Carolina. It sucks right now. So, Do they, are they like forcing it out? Because we've been getting a lot of stuff filming in uh, Rhode Island too. Because I know they've. Change some tax laws around for whatever reason. So New England and Connecticut, Mass, and Rhode Island. Yeah, so it's been North Carolina. They changed the tax law. They uh, their tax incentive isn't as incentivizing as yeah. as it was. So people are now going down to Atlanta to to, to shoot. So it's a bit, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Tyler Perry, Perry compound, compound and all that crap. crap. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was like, like one, one day, day I was like going to work and I drove by some like little old guy in glasses and was really pissed off because it was blocking like my, my, my way to work and it turned out it was Woody Allen. Like, there's been some. He filmed the movie here and then I live by a park right in Providence and there's always like I got to see other. I saw Emma Stone one day, but like, yeah, I don't know how the tax stuff works. I just hope it works. I don't, or do I care? That's less interesting than comedy. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you guys are the creators, actors, writers, produce. You you guys are Gigahose, the amazing web series that just finished its first, first season. Um, where did you guys come up with all that idea? Um, yeah, because it's it's really good. First off, thanks. Uh, the idea I came up with the uh, basis of it uh, about three years ago now. I think, something, I think like something like that. Yeah. It started as a stand-up joke that I had uh, in my act uh, where it was basically like, uh, hey, guys, this is a fun little fact for you. Right now in Japan, in a hollowed-out volcano, there is a Japanese scientist working on perfecting sex bot technology. <laughs> uh, and then there's some other stuff in there, but the, the last punchline was, and the sex robots will lead the robot revolution with their uh, with their mantra, uh, didn't you know one one zero one zero one one meant no? Because that's <laughs> what we're gonna do to robots once yeah. we have them. Um, so uh, it, you know, it was like kind of a funny joke, and I wrote a sketch about it. It didn't really work at all, according to one friend. And she said, like, you know, it'd be funnier if we just fought, kind of followed sex spots around a little bit in their, in their normal lives. And then like my brain exploded, and I was like, holy shit, wait a second! And then like had all these ideas. And started coming up with stuff, and then a couple weeks later, got uh, Kevin uh, was introduced to me as somebody who should help me write the, you know, kind of flesh things out because I knew Kevin at the time, but we was like, hey, you should write with him. This is he's this is right up his alley, and so we met and we talked, and I told him the idea, and then like almost immediately, he's like, yeah, but what about this? And then like just started vomiting information on each other, uh, and it was amazing. So ever it's like what like two and a half years ago that we start actually the writing process of the show, yeah. Yeah. How does that feel, Kevin, when someone's like, I got an idea about sex robots, and someone's like, here's the guy to go to, the guy who <laughs> knows all about sex robots? Um, well, I think uh, I had 
no idea what I was being called into. Like, it's like, hey, meet up. There's someone you should meet. Uh, maybe writing together. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, sure. Um, but it was under the, the, the thought process of, oh, Kevin has a sick and twisted mind and would work great with this. And uh, yes, I do. I do have... <laughs> he does. Yeah. It's... The fun thing is now we've written together so much that when we're kind of banding about ideas and stuff, when Kevin's face changes, I kind of know that the, the level of depravity his brain went to uh, with the idea he just came up with. Uh, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like I, – I, I've watched the whole season, and the thing I think you guys do really well, it's like – it's. And we'll probably we'll probably come, cover a couple of the same things in our a- episode, Adam. But fuck it, I, if someone listens to both, that'd be awesome. But just assume that they didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you should listen to both. Honestly, yeah, if you're listening to, to this one, go back and listen to mine. It's really good. There's lots of other things in there. Yeah, it was. I, I'll be honest. It was really good. That was that was a kind of a changing point for the show as a whole. Like I was like, all right, ha ha, this guy. No, yeah, no, it was. You were like one of the first people I didn't actually know to come on and do Skype, and I'm like, oh, this worked out really well. And then, uh, and that's how I ended up getting Kevin Bartini on too. You're listen, cool. and I listened friend. to Kevin's. He that was oh, that oh, was a great you. interview, and he did say very Good. nice things about me, which was really cool. Well, we took the bad stuff out because he's like, he he emailed me. He's like, listen, Adam's gonna hear it. <laughs> no, because Kevin is really good at shit talking me, uh, and all I do is oh. like, "But Kevin, you're great." I, all I do is compliment him, and he just cuts me down. So it's it's an interesting relationship that we have. <laughs> he was he was surprised. He was really nice. I couldn't believe how long uh, we just kept talking. Super, I, I yeah, um, yeah, that was cool. I always derail what I was saying. Oh, um, I love the the line that you guys walk in the show because. Uh, I definitely had emotions in the last episode without ruining it for anyone about these uh, used up sex robots, but like, <laughs> you know, there are sex robots. You're not supposed to care about them, but you guys develop the character very strongly. So like in the Thanksgiving episode, when it ends of the TV, you continue to like, oh my God, what's going to happen to them? I just, I need to know. And then we talked about this too, Adam, of like the idea of it's like cell phones and it's like, oh my God, it's so true. My iPhone four is like slowly breaking and I can't get, we, my little miniature computer that I could hold in my hand, I complain about because it's not fast enough. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But it, it wants to be with you, Chris. It does. Don't throw it away. It still loves you and wants to be with you. Don't be heartless. I can only keep so many photos on it. The podcast stuff is a uh, take. Podcasts take up a lot of room, and it. Oh God, I can't wait to get. I mean, you have to. You have to view it like. How long have you had your phone? Two years? Wow, that's like that's like eighty in, in, in cell phone years, you know. Or sex robot years. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> your uh, your your show got uh, progressively dirty. I I I'm hoping that was a conscious choice. Progressively, we started with the fucking a furry. That's, that's yeah, but you also had the woman getting uh, shit on. True, that's true. True, which but, I think is grosser. But, and uh, that the scene with the cum that was uh, yeah. <laughs> That was so great. <laughs> Thanks. That it, it got again. It yeah. It definitely got dirtier. If if we could have like a, a pull quote of just your giggle for that, that would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the cum giggle, giggle, yeah. giggle, yeah, giggle, 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 giggle. Yeah. Hey, if you guys want to use it, feel free. <laughs> cum giggle, 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 giggle. But 
Like I just like it was great, and then you started seeing uh, dildo dicks as uh, as the uh, as the season went on. I was like, all right, these guys know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thank yeah. you. Well, we kind of we I guess we did kind of uh, we kind of we needed to ease them in. We needed to start yeah. strong and then ease it. so build, yeah, yeah, build into it. Just kind of yeah. slowly make sure you're comfortable with it before we. You know, start with just the tip and then work your way in. I right. was thinking, I was like, do I make the reference? Does I, do I do I go with the, it's right there. It is right there. Yeah. It's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think if, you, if you're watching Giga Hose, uh, I don't think you're a strong uh, conservative Christian who hates, or maybe you are. You know what? Maybe or or you, you could be my family who's watching it just to, as out of obligation. So. Yeah, I, I was wondering, do you guys even ask your family to watch it? Um, yes. That, yeah. My, my mom watched it. Um, all of it? All of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. She watched all of it, I think, except for, no, she didn't watch the last two episodes because they weren't out. Because this was when I was home. Oh, for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Wow. wow. I, my parents won't even listen. I'm going to tell them not even to listen to this episode. <laughs> oh, but your parents should be proud of you for all the hard work that you do for something that you love. Oh, they listened to the podcast, and after years, my mom was like, it was interesting hearing you say some of those words. And I was thinking back, like, we didn't have, like, a really dirty conversation at all, so I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, Mom. Yeah, we didn't. You're on your own. I I I thought we were pretty tame, to be quite honest. We had a nice discussion about lots of things. But, uh, yeah, you know, to be honest, though, I'd love if uh, conservative Christians watched the show and then got up in arms about it and wanted to protest us. That would be great. Please, million moms, please protest us. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, Yeah, that would be great. But there is some statistic I read. It was like any time a large religious conference comes into a hotel, like – Pornography and like gay pornography, porn rates like skyrocket. Well, it was the when uh, uh, the Republican National Convention was in uh, Florida, was in I think Miami. Uh, they were having all sorts of deals with all the uh, uh, strip clubs and things like that, uh, and they they have a ton of business. The same thing with like you, you'll see the use of grinder go up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's always is grinder something you're gonna add to your show for the next season, like as, as a competition. What grinder? Grinder? Or yeah. Um. Wait, wait, never. Mind. That's not for sex bots or for for prostitution. Is no. grinders for gay guys, right? I, I'm thinking of something. Oh, it's it's a it's like Tinder. It's it's what predated Tinder. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's why you guys are the writers and the comedians. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, uh, well, we'll be in the, you know, we'll, we'll be in the belly of the beast as it were. So yes, for those of you who have watched the whole season, uh, you know, that it does end on a cliffhanger. What's going to happen to our, uh, family of sex bots, but we can tell you that season two will <clears throat> take place mainly, uh, under the watchful eye of an antagonist. Uh, so yeah, we are in the belly of the beast and I like to say for nerds out there, and I know Kevin already knows what I'm going to say. Gigahost season two is exactly like Angel season five. If people who like the Whedon verse or the Buffy verse know what I'm talking about, if you liked Angel season five, you'll love Gigahost season two. I just love Gigahost, period. Yeah. And if I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, I knew it. Uh, <laughs> you were too quiet. You're just like, just gonna, uh, let, him, just gonna uh, let him go. Well, my wife, my wife is in the other room. I was like, oh, I should ask her. She would know what that means. <laughs> 
She like I I I yeah, I didn't do Buffy or Angel. Not against it. I just never saw it. And then Get on it. They're on Netflix. Do it. And you're stuck in snow but, right now for at least what? 2 weeks. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, but all 10 seasons of Friends have been added, so I'm sorry. I've gone down the wormhole. Oh. All right. Well, that's all, except It's okay to it's okay to joke. If you wanted to end the show now, I understand. Uh, <laughs> we'll do the rest of the show under protest. Right. Under <laughs> protest. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, we'll see if we can get people to protest your show. I, I feel like, but like moralistically, I, I, I see nothing wrong with sex bots. I mean, they exist in some extent in Japan. I don't think you're too far off of your joke. Because what I hear about, from what I've learned about Japan, and they have weird sex culture. They're, well, they're really repressed over there. Which Very is, repressed. Yeah, which is why. But they ha- yeah, but like, and then, I mean, one thing, one of the recurring jokes I really liked about your show, um, Inca Ghost, was the you always made references to Japanese businessmen doing really weird sex stuff. Like the one sex bot found something in her ear. She's like, Japanese businessman, man. Like at least two or three times you made those references. I was like, that's great. Yeah, right. we we had one Japanese businessman reference. I think in. Almost every show. Almost. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple we didn't put it in, but for like, I think either like nine or ten of them, we definitely have a call. And that will continue, by the way. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely have, I mean, we, we definitely wanted sort of recurring jokes, uh, recurring themes, uh, the Japanese businessmen, uh, the, um, in a, not inappropriate, but um, the interesting relationship between Adam and Steven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's uh, is that based off of your actual friendship? <laughs> Not that you guys are inappropriate, wow. but like I know you guys wow. are friends, so you guys. No, no, it's uh, more about uh, uh, awkward making situations awkward. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, your poor girlfriend in the show. I feel so bad for her character. I was like, ugh, can never date someone who owns a sex bot company. Oh, but she's so sweet and adorable. Yeah. Oh, she's so great. And she's kind of like Pam in the office for like, I root for her so much. And then Steven's character is a little bit of a Roy in my head. I'm like, ugh, you deserve better than this. Oh my god, no! Wow. What? No, Steven's... Look what you did. Uh, uh, wow, I've never... That's a that's an analogy I have not thought I, I of. Hope, I hope I'm not hurting your guys' feelings, but no, I mean, are you kidding? When uh, Pamela walked in at the end, I was like, oh my god, what happened? Steven! You son of a bitch, you do not hurt this character. I forget her name off the top of my head. But yeah, uh, you, you fall for her hard. Well, uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah is actually the whole reason why uh, the artificial intercourse still exists. Because um, Stephen would have sold the business had had it not been for mm-hmm. Sarah's insistence that, that they continue to do it. Um so, so that's that. She's the whole reason why the business exists still at that point. Because uh, after Stephen's father died, he was going to sell it. Oh, so poor Stephen. Well, I just I was I think I watched the double. Yeah, I watched like you today. I like the double date episode a lot. <laughs> that's that's actually uh, my mom's favorite episode. <laughs> Oh really? I don't know. It, it was it was really nice. It, I, um, that's my mom's. Uh, she hates that episode. My mom physically hates that episode. Every time we talk, she brings it up. Now it's like, why <laughs> really? did you have to do that? You know what she did. Is that the episode with the dildo slapping? No, that's the one oh, with the poop I, in the mouth. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that was the the fake. Sorry, fake. It's chocolate, everybody. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's chocolate. Come on. 
Oh, you really ruined the fantasy. I know. Wait, I mean fantasy. Never mind. Take that back. <laughs> no, that's. I mean, granted, you can edit this, but that's going to be on the internet forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it out there. <laughs> what? Whatever. I already giggled at the word "come" long enough in this episode. <laughs> uh, can I tell you guys the two jokes that uh, made me laugh the hardest? I had to write them down so I could repeat them to you. Oh, great! Please do. Um, I so I, I wonder because you're the creator, so you guys are in the belly of like you know it's it's always I always hear like right like I listen to like the Nerdist Writers panel and stuff like that. So like, and you always hear writers be like, oh, this joke is gonna kill, and then nothing happens. And yeah. I think I think it was um there's a book called Poking the Dead Frog. It was conversations with uh, today's top comedy writers. I don't know if you've seen it. it's a really really great book, and um. It was someone from Seinfeld was talking. One of the writers of Seinfeld was talking about how he expected this one line to go like huge. It was the same episode of the yada yada yada, and that was like a throwaway line, and then that became part of the lexicon. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I'm not sure if you guys felt this when making it, but when um, the prostitute goes something about like Olive Garden gift cards, the shit's like real money. I actually had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh my god, that was so great. <laughs> I got olive. Oh my god, that, that line, and then um, the Jackie Robinson of sex bots. <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about that when you said that was like I wrote those two down because I think that was like if this show was watched on like a national scale, that would be part of the lexicon right now. The Jackie Robinson of sex bots. That was so fucking great. Oh, wow, thanks. Yeah, Thank those you. were yeah. yeah in in my head, all the strongest punchlines. Uh, those are not. Uh, I would not have thought of those, but I'm glad those totally worked with you. It's yeah. great. Yeah, isn't it weird, though, when you think it will be one thing, and then it's probably the thing you didn't think of? Yeah. Well, the, my favorite joke of the whole season is, it's Jessica's line, and Kevin's the one that wrote this, is, um, did you know fish have cloacas? They're an all-purpose hole, and so was I. That's my favorite line <laughs> of, the whole, of the whole season. That's also very good. Oh, man. I, what, I love... Um, Maybe I was even thinking of that office reference before is because of, uh, like, I like how you have the camera crew and you guys, like, talk to the camera. Like, you break the fourth wall and you're talking to the cameras yeah. and stuff, like, integrating them as characters. Um, have, have you guys seen the comeback at all? Because it almost had a little, I, I've yeah. been watching that now. And there's a little bit of, I, I was watching it again, I was like, there seems to be a little influence of that. And I mean that in, as, in high regards, because that show's fucking amazing. Like, I love how the, the cameraman and the sound engineer, like, or like the mock documentary making, yeah. Going, oh, it's so great. Yeah, um, when we were sort of discussing uh, way early on um, the sort of the form of the of the series, um, and we were looking at various uh, mockumentaries. Um, that's one that I had in my head. Also, um, uh, the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, uh, if you haven't seen that, um, it's, it's really funny. It's, it's got a lot of, uh, big or decent stars, uh, from years ago. Um, it's, it's got Kirsten Dunst, um, Brittany Murphy, um, uh, Denise Richards, Amy Adams, uh, um, uh, Allison Janney, Ellen Burstyn. Um, what's her name in that? The or not Ellen Burstyn? Um, uh, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley's in it. Um, what is her name? 
fuck, I can't remember her name. Um, it's also got, um, it, I think it was, uh, the voice of, uh, from Reno 911, who's also the producer of, uh, Tom Lennon. Tom Lennon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tom Lennon's the voice of the, uh, either cameraman or producer or director behind the scenes who's asking questions the entire time. Like, Nora Dunn has, like, a little guest spot. Um, it's, it's a ton of people in it. It's absolutely hilarious. And it's, it's very interactive with their camera crew. That's the, the, the documentary crew following them. Uh, and that was part of what sort of, uh, I had an envisioned, um, as, especially cause you, you see them kind of more involved and like commenting, uh, later on in the movie. I don't, I don't want to ruin too much. So, yeah, like the, uh, without I won't, it's not ruining it, but there's that uh, there's definitely this little tension between. Um, I'm really bad with names, just in general. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. The her real name's Jessica. Uh huh. I don't which I forgot her character. Jessica. Jessica. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, it worked out twice. Yeah. yeah, Adam plays Adam, and Jessica plays Jessica. Yeah. Oh, that worked. That's how we do our casting. Jessica and the cameraman, and then they hang... Oh, that was another lie when he hanged the mistletoe, and he's like, I'm Jewish, I don't celebrate mistletoe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty great. And then I, I, I had to comment, I love that your Twitter handle, Kevin, it's like, what is it? How, how do you say? I don't know. Uh, Gilligan McJew. Yeah, that's what it was. I was like... <laughs> I thought that was, like, the greatest thing. Thanks, thanks. I, I actually was uh, one of the... Um... Tag Team Thursdays on At Midnight. Oh, okay. That was, I remember Adam saying that. I didn't realize it was um, you. Oh, that's really cool. And you got a little bump from that. Yeah, yeah. I was... A, uh, very, a very little bump. Very little bump, but <laughs> a bump. Um, we uh, It was the Halloween week, uh, and it was uh, I was paired up with Brian Posehn. Oh, nice! I love I love Brian Ponsane. He was actually um, my cousin is in a band, and he was in one of uh, his music videos. So I like I saw my cousin. I'm like, how the fuck did you manage that? I guess they had. He's a huge metal fan, and uh, they met him at a show in Florida. They were like playing across the street from each other, so they just like walked over and introduced themselves. And he happened to be a big fan of Red Fang, so he said yes. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Nice. I love I love him. Yeah, he's a really great guy. That's so great. Um, I love at midnight. I would like to see at midnight get to a point where it's like two names and then like a up and coming, maybe lesser known comedian. And obviously, they I, I I do some episodes where like there are more stars than um than like actual comedians, and you can kind of tell when they're not as good. Yep. Yeah. Like way too easy, but um. Yeah, I, that's where I actually st- I really I le- I've like started really liking like Ron Funches. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's taken out gotten a lot. And then I went to go see Aziz Ansari when he came to the vets here, and then Ron Funches was opening up, and his stand up was so fucking good. Yeah, uh, like like you, Adam. He uh, wrote his jokes down beforehand. There you go. <laughs> as a do, <Dude>. <laughs> that's so great. Are you guys doing like improv on set at all, or is it a hundred percent scripted? Um, for the most part, it's scripted. Mostly just because we our schedule is very tight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just trying to get 
everything done in the time that we had with all the actors and with our crew. Um, I mean, there are some elements. Um, not all of it made it into the final cut. Right. Um, like when Adam was taking the cock to the face, uh, uh, my line changed every time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Depending well, on how the cock hit my face. Yeah. <laughs> impacted Kevin and <clears throat> how he said, you know, what he said. Right. So. <laughs> Funny thing is the take we used, uh, you can see, if you watch it again, Kevin almost breaks. For like the slightest second. You, you kind of see him smirk a little bit. Um, uh, Daniel, uh, who plays Brandon, didn't. He, Not did, at he all. did a great job. Yeah. But as soon as our director said cut, everyone just burst out laughing. Yeah. I, and I started crying. Because tears were welling up in my eyes in that last shot, because uh, it hit me right, right between the eyes on the bridge of the oh. nose. So yeah, it was a solid shot. Now, yeah. is that your is first that your time first being time smacked in the face with the dildo, dildo? Like, in like in that in scene, that or is that something you've had experience with in the past? Just <laughs> <laughs> thought we should go there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope that's okay to ask. That's perfectly fine. That was the first. Wait, we filmed that before we shot. The, yeah, yeah. So yes, that was the first time <laughs> thrown in my face. Yeah, though well, not the last. Well, because I, I also watched your sketch that you made with the Saved by the Musical, um, Pete friends, Bayside uh, guys. Yeah, with uh, what's her name, Rainbow Bright. So I and I watched Giga Hose, So I, I'm like. If someone doesn't know you, they might think that, like, oh, Adam's, uh, yeah, Adam's cool. You know, actually, I noticed that as well, that there seemed to be a little bit of a theme uh, recently in some of the, where I'm coming up with my comedy, but yeah, it's yeah. it just happens, it's it's just an accident. It's, I am, I make a lot, I'm, what am I trying to say? I'm not just a sexual deviant. Uh, I make jokes about lots of different topics. It just so happens. He's a sexual deviant. Okay, thanks. There you go. <laughs> hey, if you are, we're not judging. We're, 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 we're okay with that here at Let's Chat. We're open to everything. We're yeah, cool, but, uh, man. Well, yeah, there's, yes. But your Rainbow Bright sketch was fucking great as well. I, that made me laugh pretty hard. But that, it was just funny. I was like, because I've only seen Giga Hose and that. So I was like, wow, Adam jokes about sex a lot. He's either repressed or very open. Uh, it's fairly open. Fairly open, yeah. I mean, Rainbow Bright, uh, the actress playing Rainbow Bright is my girlfriend, so I was able to talk her into oh, doing that. So, yeah. So she gets it. She's like, I know who I'm with. Oh, yeah, she totally gets it. We're going to, and in fact, it was, it was such a good time, we came up with some more stuff for Rainbow Bright. So there was going to be some more Rainbow Bright in the future. I, I would imagine that filming Giga Hose, like, when you guys, like, you must have some fun, because, like, you, it, it, there's no way I mean I'm sure I know it's a lot of work I don't act or anything but like I would imagine you guys are having some fun on set like because some of the stuff the scenes you're doing are so ridiculous like you, how do you not laugh oh yeah entirely like um, and the people that we work with uh, in terms of uh, guest stars for each episode yeah. um, you know we a lot of people we knew already and we had approached about uh, being uh, in these episodes, because uh, we knew one how talented they were uh, and how funny they were, and and two that we knew that we would have fun working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like our second episode uh, with um, uh, the actors uh, and comedians Keisha Zoller and Andrew Kimler, uh, good friends of ours. Um, I actually uh, uh, married them. Uh, I, I officiated their wedding. 
Um, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, um, and they're hilarious. Like uh, that that was that scene had a lot of improv. Oh in it. yeah, um, yeah. We let them go with that one. Yeah. Um, to... Who was the act? Um, the character. Her name is Kimberly Walker. Uh, I don't remember who is. Um, man, she is fucking awesome. Everyone in that show, first off, is awesome, but her character is fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, Charlie. She's Kimberly's an amazing actress. Yeah, and we, I had her in mind when we were writing the character, you know, years ago. But I honestly never thought that she would do it, just because you know the, the the content and what have you. And she's so she's so good at you know at acting. And I was like, well, I mean, would she? I don't know if she would go for this. And so we got down to auditioning people, and I was like, well, I guess I'll ask. You know, it doesn't hurt. And I said, hey, would you be interested in doing this this character? And she looked at it and was like, fuck yes, I'll do this. Like, oh shit, I didn't. Okay, this is great. And then she came in and read it. We're like, oh yeah, we you know, we don't need anyone else to read for this part because Kimberly's got it. Duh, she's duh. Yeah, she's yeah, absolutely okay. amazing. Yeah, she just, she really owns the room. So yeah, I have this obsession in comedy when you have like someone playing something so serious. It's funny. Like it's a very hard role to do. Like uh, John Lithgow and like Third Rock from the Sun, like that kind of comedy. I I, yeah. I I really felt that she had that like she's playing the so serious and it's still making me laugh and I I was very impressed with her perform like like everybody but her performance like she just did that so fucking well like that's some oh my god I I wrote down I write notes down I put mom and mother knows best is creepy that scene was so uncomfortable I didn't know what to do but I couldn't not laugh and I couldn't not watch it and like she killed it what's up uh, yeah. What's that? That's, it was a fun scene. We had to we had to do a reshoot with that. So yeah. We had a couple of take uh, a couple more takes of that one. So because we wanted to make sure we got the mom's uh, monologue in the kitchen there right. Yeah. Uh, but the best part is, I mean, it, you have to watch that scene a couple times because we have that second audio track going of what's going on in the room, uh, which we allowed uh, Kimberly and uh, Sam, Sam Half right yeah. Uh, to improv most of the scene and we just we put them in one room we were in the other room so we could record through the wall and then said okay guys you know just kind of this is kind of what we go well, here's the basic do. yeah here's the basic like beats that you need to hit uh everything else have at it and know? they did and it's great oh man yeah. that, I, I love that scene your your editor too needs to get a lot of credit because there's one of my favorite edit points i liked is uh when she was about to get shit on and you cut to the ice cream coming out like that was like arrested development status of editing it was so perfect i was blown away we we when we wrote that episode we wanted to have this juxtaposition between these two uh dates as it were um so we had written like all of that with the uh um uh one the the toe sucking with the uh, uh, <laughs> pigs in a blanket. The pigs in a blanket with like oh here's you know mm-hmm. where's this little piggy go, um, and them seeing the turtle uh, at the park with him turtle heading, uh, <laughs> complete <laughs> complete so with the uh, uh, the ice cream uh, of wanting to know what her favorite flavor of ice cream was now what we didn't write but our editor put in yeah. was there's a very very subtle 
uh, stomach grumble. Gurgle. Right as, uh, actually the guy who, who plays the, uh, the scat guy in episode 10, is, his name's Bob McSmith. He's one of the guys who wrote uh, Based on the Musical. Uh, so oh, wow. we were ha- yeah, happy to have him come on because yeah. uh, he plays that role very perfectly. Yes. Um, but if you go back and watch it, you can actually listen. You can hear his stomach, his stomach grumble right as he's sitting down uh, on the rim chair. Uh, which we did not write, but when we watched it and heard it, we were both Kevin and I were like, "Oh Jesus, that makes <laughs> what we wrote so much worse." Yeah. Oh Jesus, um, yeah. Our editor, but you're right. Our editor is amazing. Yeah. We, uh, I didn't think it would be that, you know, and we a big job, but not that big. But man, he it, it was a lot bigger than we thought, and he handled it so professionally and awesome. And he just, I mean, just the work that he did, all of the graphics he made. Yeah, all the little the computer screens, glow, the all the um, uh, screens that glow or the the cell phones that glow throughout the show. That's all him. He, he did he also, a great work. He also made uh, some of the music. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the commercial for uh, the Generation uh, Seven uh, sex bots. Uh, he created the the music. <laughs> with salacious Sal. No, never mind. Salacious Sal was uh, when he was with uh, number five. Uh, we have a commercial for Generation 7. Yeah, uh, oh, I wrote that down. I love the fake commercial, too. Yeah, he made that. Yeah. Wow. He made wow. the music for that. That's a that's 100% uh, Mike Pascarello. 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 I was about to ask his name in case he ever hears it. Like, why didn't you say my name? You know, that kind of reminded me of... Um, sorry if I keep throwing too many like references at you. I just love, like pop culture a lot did you ever see uh better off ted it was like two seasons but really fucking good and they used to do fake commercials and i saw that i was like oh that's awesome it kind of made me, made me think of that for a minute yeah i i saw a couple episodes that didn't it was in a uh weird uh no cable limited internet period so i never got to see much of it i, I remember it had um portia rossi yeah yeah portia de rossi yeah. Uh, yeah. on it yeah um, it looked, it looked funny. I wish I had more time to, to, to check it out and that it lasted longer, but yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. nothing but good things about it. Yeah. It's a good cult, like two season show. If you ever like need something that's quick. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It was really yeah, funny. Yeah. And I actually, um, really liked your intro because it, it had like a, like real sitcom in like when you did like the giga hose with the music and all like the little slides of people, like it just felt like very like. I like just sitcomy, which I really liked that about about the web series. Like I thought that was really cool. Thanks. That was uh, that was created by our director with our editor uh, David Wright and Mike Pascarello. That's pretty close. If you say it enough, we'll get it right, so he'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's Italian, very yeah. Italian. In New so. York, I don't believe it. <laughs> but uh, also. Uh, really great guy, talented, very funny guy. So, we we really lucked out. Yeah. So, um, we we have we have promised him much in the world. Oh yes, many many things. Most of them sexual favors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine if you're making that show, it's like, well, I guess it's got to happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just yep. kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, you're kidding, but I mean, yeah. if that's what it takes to get the show if on that's table. That's what it takes, seriously. We we are whoring ourselves out. Kevin yeah. and I Guys. will tag team yeah. anybody. Yeah. Well, almost anybody. <laughs> almost anybody. To get the show on television. So. Yeah. If you are listening to this episode, just know that they will do anything. 
for you. Yeah, if people if people want to give us money for this show, please. Yep. We can do it. Z jobs? What was what? that? Will you guys do Z jobs? Z jobs? I am unfamiliar with that. Beer, the beer fest reference, he's like, it's a Z job. If you don't know what it is, you can't afford it. Oh, beer fest. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sorry. Went there. Uh, you went. You went there. I think I'm having. A, I feel like I'm. This episode's making me think I have a bit of a problem. Like I, I go outside and read books too. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like television and comedy. It's a bit of a, no. I think it's a great problem to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. No. So how how is the reaction you think been from the old internets like um like you're getting viewers that aren't just your friends and stuff? Yeah, it's been it's been really good, and we've had people who unsolicited have uh, contacted us uh, and been like, "This is a great show." Um, on on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, through our our website, mm-hmm. um, uh, all with great praise and. Um, you know, the, the, the views have been good. Um, we could use some more, we could use some more. Um, you know, we, we, it's just, it's that finding that one person that makes it go viral. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that finding that one person on like HuffPo or, you know, Nerdist or Nerdist or some type of, you know, nerd gatekeeper to be like, oh shit, this is really funny. Hey, everybody watch this real quick. You're going to love it. You know, that, that clue in what everyone else we've talked to has, has discovered. Yeah. 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 That's, it's the internet's a, a strange thing. Cause like I will consume a lot of things and, but I'll never like, I don't know why I just, I won't write reviews. So I, I, I think whatever, if you even get, one person writing a review for you, you got to imagine that's like a hundred people actually watching it. And maybe one of a hundred will actually write something or contact. We've, we've had a, we've had a, a um, a, a few, a few reviews. Um, mm-hmm. Bedoink, right? They, they said some nice things about you. I was reading that and that was, I, I, and I agreed with what they said too. Was, I think where they made the reference to South park, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That must've felt pretty great. Oh, that felt pretty good for about a day. Yeah, <laughs> it felt yeah. real good. Yeah. Day two. <laughs> no, th- yeah, I-, I agreed with that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're being happy with the reviews. You know, it's just a matter of you know getting our getting the word out there. Since you know we don't have millions of dollars, you know, to have a PR firm do stuff for us and put things on the side of buses or the MTA or yeah. you know hounds, you know. Uh, all of the websites and blogs and you know publications to be like, hey, check this out. You yeah, know? I know it's tough. I, I I really respect the way you guys kind of you're like DIY. You're do you're like doing it yourself. Like you made it yourself, and now you're promoting it yourself. Like you're doing the work of a TV studio without the manpower or the money. And so far, so good. I hope. I hope it goes farther. I hope this continues to give you a little bump. Yeah, I mean that's that's been a lot of. I mean, Adam's been great with that. You know, uh, he's he's taken the social media uh, job of, of of this in in promoting and and getting the word out with that through through Twitter. Um, and and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much he hasn't had any of PR experience in in with that, and just sort of was like, okay, this needs to be done. Doing it. All right. 
Yeah. I mean, that's how Chris and I found each other on Twitter. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I, I, I did the podcast for like a year before I joined Twitter and kind of hit like a standstill. It's like, huh, I'm running out of people to get on. And then I joined Twitter and the floodgates just opened up and really positive experience on Twitter. Like, you know, I guess you hear more famous people complaining about the negativity, which I would imagine, but everyone I've met through Twitter so far has been so fucking cool and so nice. Yeah. And like, Adam, like, there's been like a bunch of, I've seen you doing a bunch of podcasts and like, I'll be saying people that we follow, like, I think I'm doing one with the people from like Finland and then they're like, oh, we're, we saw that I had Kevin on and they were just having Kevin on and you were just on. I can't remember their, the podcast name at the moment. Oh, we're not here to like please a- you. Yeah, yeah. There's just a bunch. Like, we end up following the same people, and there's this little group of people that we all kind of get guessed and work together. It's been, it's really nice. Like, and it's, it's really nice. It's a really nice community on there. I'm really surprised by it. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool people just, you know, having, having good podcasts, talking to people, and, you know, and being, and using Twitter what it's supposed to be. You yeah. know, a, a network of able to reach out and just say, hey, to people. It's nothing too crazy. It's just, a, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? You want to talk? Great! I got this thing. You get a yeah. podcast. Yeah. Let's let's make free, easy content for people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and people that aren't actually, actually listen. Actually so far. Listen. Yeah, and they do. Which it's, it's 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 great. <clears throat> oh, people absolutely. who use Twitter absolutely. for the way for its intended purposes, which is obviously to uh, talk about yourself mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> uh, journalism, Avi. Right. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah even. And you know, even after like we recorded Adam, like, and then it's weird because like you become in a weird way you become like fans of those individual people. So like, whenever I see you're on a podcast, Adam, I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. Uh, I lo- like you were on Pizza Beer Revolution, and then that's how I found that podcast. I was like, oh, cool. Oh yeah, they're a great podcast. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with them. Yeah, it's it, I, it's it's nice meeting like it's people who like just know how to use, especially podcasts. And I think it's kind of we're hitting like a podcast boom, if you would say. Like it's slowly becoming like very mainstream especially with like the success of like serial and it's just so nice to see like young comedians and actors getting out there be like like i had a couple people from canada on because they're like independent filmmakers and they were talking awesome. about they were talk- how um they got into a film festival because they had a lot of press from the u.s and they're like yeah we just did a bunch of podcasts from our houses on skype and marketed it appropriately i think it's, it's called, they're called wasted the show it, it goes up in a couple weeks but really cool dudes too yeah, we've run into them a couple times on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I think we both follow them, and the same thing. Like, yeah, if they're listening, super nice dudes, too. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I even just doing the uh, uh, being being Tag Team Thursday uh, on At Midnight um, was how I got contacted by uh, a podcast called the, the Evil Geeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen them on Twitter as well. Yeah, so I just I just recorded one uh, earlier this week. I think it just came out today. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Um, oh, do you guys listen to yourself? If you because I've done other people's podcasts, but I'll never listen to it. Once I record with someone, like I'll listen to this one, like to edit, and then the, but like yeah, if I'm a guest on one, I won't listen to myself. No, oh, I always listen. Yeah, I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm weird like that. Um, well, we we did one. Um, a couple weeks ago, I think I listened to it just because they'd uh, not just, but also uh, uh, there was bad uh, reverb, uh, just echo 
So I just li- I, uh, listened to see how bad it was. It was pretty bad. Oh, it's, really? Yeah. No. Well, that's too yeah. bad. Um, uh, every Everything I said had an echo to it. Oh, yeah. If you guys are... Um, I know there's a, an, another guy I became friends with through doing this. Um, I'll give you his contact after because I think he's uh, his co-host left and he just started back up on his own and he's like looking for guests and he's super nice and a huge nerd like he's openly a huge nerd. I think he, you guys would be great for his show too. We, we love nerds. We're openly huge nerds. Yeah, no, me. I'm not as bad. My wife is nerdier than I am, and and then she makes fun of me. Has your wife watched the show? No, no, she did not. I sh- she should have. I just did it when I was in my room without her. Okay. I, yeah. Yes. Show it to your wife, and I'd love to yeah, know well. what she thinks of the show. Yeah, I will. I know she is like I've done the podcast enough. Where at first when we did it, it was like really fun and special, and she listened to all of them. And now it's gone on long enough where it's like that's your thing. I don't care. <laughs> does Does your girlfriend watch? Oh yeah, she. I mean, she helped us film most of it. So. Yeah. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she's kind of incredible. Yeah. Say good things about her again in case she's listening. She's actually right here in the oh. room with us. <laughs> oh, so yeah. that's why you said it. Wink, wink. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's really <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. I think, well, that's awesome. Uh, the one comment I wanted to make, uh, Adam, ag- about you is in episode six, I wrote down that you looked like David Bowie for a, there's one scene. <laughs> Have you heard that yet? No. Wait, you, when I have the mesh shirt on and the... Uh... And you're wearing, like, make... It's the photo shoot episode. Really? I really, Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so fucking funny. And, like, you turn to the camera for a second, and then I wrote down, Adam looks like Bowie. So, <laughs> wow. I hope that's a compliment. The, the good version of David Bowie. Good version. Okay, yeah, 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 There we go. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, not, that's, not I, David I, Bowie, <laughs> like, now. Like, you know, Labyrinth era. Yeah. All right. Like a, like a child stealing David Bowie. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Um, well, thank you guys so much. Um, is there anything else like I I missed upon? And your one and where can people find you on the old internets? Um, well, they can find uh, Gigahose uh, at uh, our website uh, gigahose dot com. That's G I G A H O E S. Uh, they can find our episodes on YouTube, youtube dot com slash gigahose. Uh, we're also on the Facebooks, facebook.com slash gigahose. Uh, and of course on Twitter, uh, at gigahose. Um, you can find me, uh, on Twitter, uh, at Gilligan underscore McJew. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at, at the Adam Lash. Oh, thank you guys so much. Keep up the good work. Oh, is Saved by the Bell the musical still happen? Is that still going on? Yep. Uh, right now we're we're going up through March. We may keep going after that. Damn. But I'm not sure yet. Damn. 